Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge, and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowering content to further empower your human. I'm your host, Inkeaching Waffle Robinson, and founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, Inc. I'm an award-winning technology executive, having been awarded Most Powerful Women in Canada Top 100 by the Women's Executive Network, WXM, in 2020. But that's not all. I'm a proud author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker, and viral sensation with speeches that have been viewed over 10 million times worldwide. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For now, I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to the next episode of Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. My next guest is a mug, Cando Prosecco. And fresh flowers. I just learned, I laugh because I just learned what Prosecco is. (laughs) And fresh flowers lover. She's also a mom and breast cancer survivor. She's a certified coach who is incredibly passionate about leadership development and helping others develop the mindset and skills they need to become CEOs of their own lives. With 14 years of experience in organizational talent management, coaching, training, and mentoring, I have a guest here who is going to wow us with some experiences. She's an adult educator and self-leadership mentor who helps professional women for over 40 reignite their passions for life, set clear motivating goals, and create the things they crave. She is driven to help women get more. And I've been a benefactor of that. And it's more of what we desire, more love, more sex, more exercise, more influence, more meaningful friendships, more qualifying relationships, uh, conversations, more job opportunities, more time with God, the almighty, or more me time. Mm. I believe if you deserve it, then you can design it, is her motto. I love it. So put your ears together, podcast <laughs> listeners. Give her a big podcast warm to Nikki Wright. Hey, hey, wow. I heard about that. Who is that girl? Who's that girl? Well, that girl's here today. Yes. You are. So I just have to share because I know a lot of my listeners, if they've seen me like on Video. We did a little bit of this on the B-roll. I showed him B-roll, but I, yeah. I totally didn't even think about it until you showed up. And it's because I could see it in my rearview mirror. But mm-hmm. a lot of people, like even just the other day, mm-hmm. I was getting ready for an experience. And there was something that I was unsure about. And this amazing yeah. leader, I'll, I'll call him out, John Collinson, he said to me as I was trying to, as I said, you know, I don't have something like that to speak to in the interview. And he says, yeah. hold on a second, what's that picture behind you? And I thought he meant one of those, you know, photographs like the art he says no Mm -hmm. your vision board he says you know how to create vision and you're driving vision in your life and so all i'm what i'm pointing at is my vision board Mm -hmm. i created this at an event where i met this amazing woman who's our guest today and that vision board has changed my life so i'm telling you nicole in this moment Mm -hmm. you changed my life 
Thank you. You changed I'm just, my life. I'm just a vessel. You Your had vessel, to say yes. That experience, yeah. you created the, God used you in that moment. You, yeah. had this, you had this experience at the beginning of it where you, sh- there was a whole bunch of things you shared, life experiences, mm-hmm. and you asked us all to stand. And mm-hmm. the power of that, where we were all yeah. just standing after you went through this list of, you know, parents are divorced, I've had cancers, sexual mm-hmm. abuse, like just all of these life experiences that people can encounter that, mm-hmm. you know, mostly are unfortunate. But yeah. this, to, the power of that exercise, and I've actually used it, like, so when you get, mm-hmm. you give, when you learn, you teach, it's powerful because it unifies us. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm starting all of this because what just to give just to if if you all know why I have a podcast, it's in large part because of this human I'm about to interview. And so you know, just really, you're massive. You're massive to me, and uh, so I want to hear you Mm -hmm. express who Mm -hmm. you are. Oh, you know, I've I've often heard that question and I ponder that question and sometimes you think about the right way to answer that question based on socialization based on expectations but if I were to define myself today I'd say I'm just a girl on a mission to be a better version of herself and to help others to do the same that's it I wake up every day just asking God and Mm -hmm. the universe who can I serve today Mm -hmm. What am I a yes for today? Mm. And so in in answering that question, I'm just a girl who is willing to say yes to the things that matters most to me. Yes to the life that I desire to have. And in doing that, being brave enough and bold enough to showcase that, to demonstrate that, to live that, Mm. to amplify that, to expand in that. Just so my sisters behind me who are, probably wondering why am I here? They're probably asking themselves the same question or they may have these dreams and these desires and they're so afraid. I believe that if I, if I boldly and gracefully showcase that, then others behind me would be able to do the same. So I'm just a girl who is a constant work in progress. Woo. And let me just tell you something. And to everyone yeah. that's listening, like to be able to, and I, and I, and I honestly, Nicole, like just from, from the experience with you, from what I've even, you know, just have been studying and doing the work myself, I'm very, mm-hmm. very similar. Like I, the other day I had an interview and somebody said, well, I kind of, I know you, but you know, in the interest of this other person, just, I said, actually, mm-hmm. I'd like to reintroduce myself to you as well yeah. on this day, in this moment, you yeah. know, um, because we are, mm-hmm. we're continually evolving. And I, yeah. and I think it's really because I am connected to a higher source similar to you. Yeah. So when you say that to me, it feels big. It's bigger than if yeah. you were like, rhyming off oh i do this and i do that and i do it you know yeah because what you do is not is not who you are you know what i mean and sometimes we get caught up in the labels and and my job my mission is to get women to just unmask to just remove the mask remove the labels and just be in touch with who you are who do you see yourself becoming right if you were to rip that prescription up that your parents probably wrote for you, mm-hmm. your spouse, your boss, society has mm-hmm. written for us where we, we code switch a lot. We, mm-hmm. we do a lot of these things to, to, to fit in. And sometimes it's, it's not a matter of fitting in. The question is, do you belong? You know, I often tell the story of my son. He's 12 now, but when he was little, he was so into, into Sorry, puzzle he's 12 pieces. Double? 12 double? 12. 
Oh, he's twelve. <laughs> oh, he's twelve, but he's he's like double. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when he was little, <laughs> he was into um, puzzles and Legos, and I remember sitting with him on the floor. And there are times when we're doing a, a whole puzzle set, and we'd find a piece of puzzle that fits into that spot. Bam! And when you look at it, it just didn't belong. So sometimes we squeeze ourselves into into places and we fit in, yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you really belong in that space? So wow, I could go, yeah. I could go in so many directions. But yeah. you know what? I'm actually going to continue on that track. Yeah, and then I'm going to come back and ask yeah. you about some early beginnings. Okay, so remember yeah. we're going back there. Yeah, when that is you. Mm-hmm. And you squeezed yourself into this puzzle yeah. piece that's, you know, that's life. What are some of the signs? Because mm-hmm. I saw you, you know, I'm a big puzzle. I'm a nerd. So I have puzzles mm-hmm. on my table, like thousand piece mm-hmm. puzzles. So I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. But what are some, as a human being, what are some of the signs mm-hmm. or evidence that we either feel or can see or can ask mm-hmm. to know that, we're this puzzle piece that's not fitting here because some, mm-hmm. I think we lied to ourselves, me included. So I just yeah. want to know, can you tell us what's, what happens internally or what are some of the things that we can use to get ourselves out of that? Yeah. Here's the thing. You take you with you wherever you go. So sometimes you can fool the masses. People may think, oh my God, she fits in here. And I think internally, you know, you know, your soul is in turmoil, anxiety, Right, you worry the imposter syndrome kicks right in mm-hmm. because then you start wondering will people find out that I'm a fraud? Am I who I say I am? Mm-hmm. The stress level, there's frustration, there's boredom, there's not that zeal and that zest and excitement for life. Or mental well being suffers, right? A lot of us are in places and spaces. So I coach a lot of executives, mm-hmm. right? And it's interesting sometimes when you're having conversations and they seem like on paper, right? Or to the real world, it seems as though they fit in, they're doing an amazing job. But when you have these heart-to-heart conversations, you hear about the things that keeps them up at night, the anxiety level, the stress level, the sense of self, right? You're you're stripped of that sense of self. It's almost as though you get lost and you don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. One thing that's important is value is alignment. And if we don't take the time to identify our values, right? And to know what's important to us, that you're dancing to the beat of every drum. And I often say that I'm going to give you a, I'm going to paint a picture for you because I, I like metaphors. In Jamaica growing up, we used to take the bus to school, right? So you line up and everybody takes the bus. So when you get, sometimes the bus comes and the bus is so packed and you get into the bus, right? Everybody gets into the bus. And the conductor will say, go down, you know, the passage, and smile up yourself, baby, <laughs> right? And so we get there, and somehow we smile up ourselves. I don't know, we fit in, right? It's just the same way we do with life. Mm. Sometimes we want to go where the masses are, mm. right? So we get into that space, and we smile up ourselves mm. to fit in. Mm. Or we dance to the beat of someone else's drum. And you ask about the signs. The signs is inferior, inferiority, so you know that you don't belong. Mm-hmm. You play smaller mm-hmm. than you know that you're called to play. The anxiety, the stress, like I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about dancing to the beat of someone else's drum, the danger with that is that if they're playing a rhythm that you've been dancing to all your life, mm-hmm. 
and they changed that beat. Mm. Girl. Knocks you off your feet. Knocks you off your feet. It's just like they hail you and they will nail you as well. So it's really important. And I talk about self-leadership a lot, Mm -hmm. right? Because I believe that you lead self first. Yes. Yeah. Before you lead lead others, others, before you lead organizations, Mm -hmm. before you lead functions. Mm -hmm. So it's looking for the signs and asking where I am right now, does it align with my values? Am Mm -hmm. I anxious? Do I feel like an imposter? Do I, do I feel that sense of belonging? Mm -hmm. Because it's not about fitting in. It's that sense of belonging where you know, like, you know, that this is the place or the space that is meant for me in this moment. Mm -hmm. It may not be right for you next year, next Mm -hmm. month, Mm -hmm. but are you supposed to be here in this moment? Yeah. In, in, yeah. Your, in your line of work, when you work with people and you start to deconstruct and help them to, because mm-hmm. I'm certain you do build, plan building, discovery, yeah. all this, any other, and you get to value, because as soon as you said values alignment, I wrote that down as, as a note I wanted to come back and ask you about. Mm-hmm. People, just even my experience, people struggle with it. You know, like mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember... I wrote mine, have six, you know, I wrote them down years ago, but I, I remember I had to like research. I had to like, just really understand like what, what make, what would make sense? What are the values, you know? So how should, what's a, what's a good way for people to just be able to write their values? And it can't be a whole, it can't be a whole bunch. It can't be a whole heap, you know? Like, no. Right. So do you have any tips that you can offer? Yeah. So when I'm, when I'm doing discovery, one of the first exercises we do is a values exercise. And all I ask my client is, who are you? And I listen for values. So I listen for what's important. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if they're struggling, I take them through a peak moment. So go back to that peak moment in your life. We all have a memory that no matter what happens, it's that memory that you will always remember. And I ask some questions like, who was there? Why is it so important? What were the smell, the sense, the taste, the location? How did you feel? Your values also helps to guide your decision. So sometimes we don't, we think we don't know what our values are, but we have values based on your interest in life, based on how you serve, based on how you make certain decisions. Like for me, family is strong for me. So if I'm making a decision, like I'm, I'm doing this interview today on a Sunday, mm-hmm. Family is important to me. So my, my, my shrimp, my salmon, and my, my, my ground beef is seasoned, right? Because these two things are, are important. Showing up for you is important and for your listeners and just for people in general, as well as family. So I make certain decisions around family. Mm-hmm. So if you're struggling to identify your values, go back to a peak moment in your life, right? And I'm going to expand on that if that's okay. Yeah, of course. So my peak moment, and then I'll show you, I'll show you the journey. Mm-hmm. My peak moment was when I was 11 years old and um, in Jamaica, we do an exam called the common entrance exam. Um, looking back, it was stressful, but then it was what we had. And for this exam, you would write the exam in January and you'd have to wait until June to find out if you were successful. And it comes out in the local paper, Right. There were six major girls, all girls high school. So we didn't have a lot of high schools like we do in Canada. You, and everybody wanted to go to the top high school. My peak moment is I remember that Friday morning when the exams came out. I ran to the corner to the lady who sells her little orange and cigarette and newspaper. And I sat on the side of the road and there was my name 
And my last name is Wright. So, you know, I had to go down to the bottom of the list and I had won myself a scholarship to one of the top girls high school. You know what my values are? Accomplishment. Mm. Achievement. Mm. Validation. Like I, I want to know. That's one of my love languages as mm. well. Family. Because I was making my family proud. Mm. Right? So I think about, if you think about your, if I were to say to you, what are your, you go back mm-hmm. and you start thinking about who is there and how do you now make decisions? Mm-hmm. I'm constantly learning. Right. I'm certified. And every year my friends are like, another certification again. Yeah. Cause there's always something. So achievement and accomplishment mm-hmm. is something for me so that I can serve service is one of my values. So just start thinking about how do you make decisions? What are the, fun- the fundamentals that you use to make your decision? Is it accomplishment? Is it loyalty? Is it integrity? Mm-hmm. Is it family? Mm-hmm. So many different values. So I don't even ask people, what are your values? I just say, tell me about you or tell me about a peak moment that you've had. And then I'm trained to be able to extract values from that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, so now taking you back to what I wanted to originally ask, right? um, In terms of, I mean, you're in your purpose. You are, you know, you are doing the work that you God took the time to design you to do. Yeah. When did that be, when did that come into view for you? Or have you always known it from very young at age? (laughs) So I don't think you know your purpose, you know, early on, you know what your gifts are. Mm -hmm. I believe that your gifts drive your purpose. Purpose, the word purpose means to be intentional. Mm -hmm. So it's being intentional with the gifts that you have. But I'll share with you when I boldly decided it was time to really identify what my strengths were and not only what I was good at, but what I enjoyed doing and to be just intentional about living in that space. So a few years ago, my son was one. I tell a lot of stories, right? I love it. And I remember just finished breastfeeding him and I went back to work and my boobs were just hurting. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I came home, I pumped, I pumped, I pumped, not getting a lot of milk. And I decided to do an ultrasound and a mammogram. And I remember the results came back highly suspicious. And what does that mean? And it was highly suspicious for malignancy. I did, um, <laughs> I did a lumpectomy, a biopsy, and it came back benign. Like nothing's, you're good, right? And then the doctor said to me, I want to go further. So he went in and he actually took it out and tested it. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't think it's anything, but if my office calls you within two weeks, know that it is cancer. Well, sure enough, two weeks, I got the call. Mm -hmm. And I remember driving home and I had this conversation with God. I'm like, seriously, God, Mm -hmm. like you couldn't, if you wanted me to do more, you could have given me a dream Get somebody to prophesy, girl, this is what you need to do. Get somebody to call me. And I said, this is what I'm being handed, right? I remember saying to myself, okay, Nicole, if these were truly your last days on earth, Mm -hmm. would you be able to say that you have lived the life that you desired? Mm -hmm. And the answer was no. And I remember promising God, like, you know how we make these promises with God. God, if you just, if you just spare me, my, my son is just one. He just started, like I'm getting, yeah, emotional, but that's fine. He just started walking. He, he's not going to know his mom. Like if you, if you spare me, 
I promise you that I would live purposefully. And the truth is I didn't. Went through chemo, went through all that. And it was another experience where I was in an organization and somebody labeled me angry and frustrated. Because I guess, you know, as women of color, we're always angry and frustrated. And it was a white woman. Mm -hmm. And I remember cancer didn't knock me off my feet, but that did. Mm. Because she was coming for who I was at my core. And I know in my heart that that's not who I was. Mm -hmm. That sent me in the therapist chair. Um, They prescribed antidepressants for me. I suffered from panic attacks. Remember, cancer didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I hired a coach. And just like the question you asked me today when she said, who are you? I was a little angry. I'm like, I'm paying you thousands of dollars to find out who the hell I am. And you're asking me that question. And she paused our coaching. She said, until you can def- define who you are, Nicole, I can't help you. And I went back to experiences. I went back to that cancer moment when I promised God. And I said, God, who am I? What will you have me do? Mm. And that is when I started writing out things that I do. I own rooms and I walk into space. Any room that I walk into, I can own that space unapologetically. Mm-hmm. I wrote down that I, I like connecting with people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll be the girl who will chat you up in the store. Mm-hmm. But it was so insightful. And I did this activity where I had to send an email to five individuals, just asking them, who do you think I am? Mm-hmm. What do you think I should do with my life? And from that, the common theme was either coaching, speaking, whatever. And I started to lean into that a little bit more. And that's how I, I used my gifts to start serving. And it's easy for me. I yeah. do it with ease, with grace. I love it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's identifying that and building on that. Mm-hmm. You know, I see a lot of people popping up, you know, every other person now is a coach and there's so much that is involved in coaching. I believe in certifications and I believe in trainings because you can do so much harm, mm-hmm. but it's looking at the things that you really enjoy doing. Where can I make an impact? Mm-hmm. How can I influence more people? And it could be that you're that girl who does nails. Mm-hmm. Like when I go get my nails done, like I'm on top of the world. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? So it doesn't have to be that we all think we need a stage and we have to have a ministry, mm-hmm. but what do you enjoy doing? And, how can you monetize that number one? And what in, what's the impact mm-hmm. that you were trying to create? So my yeah. story stems from cancer. It started there, but I fell through like we, we were humans. And it wasn't until I was labeled as angry and frustrated and got a letter because I looked angry and frustrated. And then I decided to <laughs> really decide to discover, really discover who you are. Yeah. And I, because yeah, I, I said to myself, because perception is reality. Yeah, yeah. And I said, do I have blind spots? Like, what am I not seeing? Mm-hmm. How am I showing up? How do I decide mm-hmm. how I want to show up in spaces? Mm-hmm. Right. So it was almost a gift that was handed to me where it allowed me to, and a lot of us sometimes we get so defensive that we don't take the time to examine what is here for me. You know, what did she see that I didn't see, whether she thought she saw it or she was lying or is there any truth? Is there any ownership? Is there any accountability? 
And if not, do I know who I am and do I know how I want to show up? Yeah. Yeah. You, I heard the other day something just so powerful said that offenses are inevitable, but being offended is choice. Choice. And I know you, you earlier you mentioned you do work around self-leadership. It's really mm-hmm. a big part of, of, of the work you do. And so feedback is a huge proponent of that. And so, you know, I can't, I, I want to just go down that track a bit about yeah. how can we show up to feedback? Yeah. You know, I did a post the other day and I'm going to share a model with you. It's above and below the line. And when you're operating in a space, your goal should always be to operate above the line, right? When you're operating above the line, there is ownership, responsibility, and accountability. When you're below the line, which sometimes we default to when we hear something that doesn't feel good, doesn't feel right. Sometimes it's not even our truth, right? We, we go below the line and that is denial, that is blame and that is excuses. We're humans. And it's not saying who you are, it's just a way of being. So I think sometimes when, you, when you're receiving feedback, ask yourself in that moment, how do I want to respond versus how do I want to react? Mm right? Am I willing to stay above the line? So what are you willing to take ownership for? What are you willing to take accountability for? And what are you willing to take responsibility for? And ownership could look like, thank you so much for sharing that with me. (laughs) Accountability could look like, oh, here is what I intend to do. Mm -hmm. And responsibility means that you say, whatever you said you're going to do, you do it. Right? So for me, I'm pretty open now to feedback. I don't have to take it on, mm-hmm. um, but I sit with it. And I think because as a facilitator too, who facilitates in corporate Canada, all of my trainings are evaluated. Mm-hmm. So I've built that thick skin. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, really? But I go back and I'm like, where in that moment, where in that training did they see that? Because your perception is your reality. And I think sometimes we get caught up with intent. Well, I, that's not what I intended. Yeah. I get that, but that's not what the person yes. receives. Yeah. So it's yeah. intent versus impact. Yeah. And the impact is sometimes greater than the intent. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to answer your question, just ask yourself, where am I in this moment? Yeah. Am I above the line or below the line? Michelle Obama said, when they go low, you yeah. go high. Yeah. And that's what she means. Yeah. Stay above the line. Yeah. You know, yeah. in, our, in our B-roll, you'd mentioned about the power of now. And um, and when I had read that book, there's a book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, by Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. And one of the most powerful things I'd learned about from that taught me about feedback. Like, you know, I also love the fact that you said, thank you for sharing it. It's one of my oh. comments where it's like, I just... It's just that. Thank you for sharing. There's oh. nothing else that needs to be said. But nothing else. you know, but with the power of now, I really learned that in a moment, there mm-hmm. is no problem. Like None. there's no challenge. It's what you it's what you bring into it that yeah. makes it bigger than what just happened. And when you can yeah. take that, I love the fact you say sit with the feedback because a lot yeah. of times is if you start to react to it, it's connected with something that's inside of you. Yes. Right. That didn't really, right. And, and, and and now you're making, there's an interpretation that you're giving to what you just heard. You give meaning. It's like, um, there's another thing called the ladder of influence, right? So you, 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 you hear it, um, you give meaning to it, you make assumptions to it, you draw a conclusion and you behave in a particular way to it. Mm -hmm. And usually it's from past experiences or, fear of the future. But if you say to yourself, what is happening now? Usually 
And that book helped me through mm-hmm. cancer as well. When I was going through and I'd get all worked up, I'm like, okay, Nicole, what's happening now? Mm-hmm. So I tend to ask myself, what is happening in this moment? What is happening? Right. Years ago, I did the landmark forum. And I remember mm-hmm. we spent days after doing landmark and was this guy in a suit and he was asking about what's the meaning of life. And everybody was giving the meaning. And this guy pulled out his dictionary. He's like life, the period between birth and death mm-hmm. and the room fell silent. Yes. And he's like, you just paid me whatever thousand, whatever pound, whatever to be here. And he said, the meaning your life has is the meaning that you choose to. And I've never mm-hmm. forget that. Yeah. So what meanings are you attaching? Maybe based on assumed constraints or past experiences. That is no longer your story, but you're living in that story versus on the story, right? I love that. And so as one of my final questions before we go into Rapid Thrivers, and it's really, it's it's something that's been circulating a word. Mm -hmm. And I think about conflict resolution was even asked that the other day in in an interview. Mm Mm-hmm. How could we reimagine conflict in our lives? Mm, that's a good question. I think we first have to define what conflict is. And usually con- conflict, when, when I think about it, teach it, it's the perception that your needs are not being met. Conflict is a perception. And if you think about how conflicts grew, it's usually a thought that mm. Your needs are not being met. You're not being seen. You're not being heard. You don't feel valued, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then from that thought, there is a feeling, Mm -hmm. right? So I feel undervalued. I feel unloved. I feel unheard. I feel disrespected. And then you act accordingly. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can reimagine conflict, but here's what I believe. I believe just like any crisis, you can have an ideal crisis. And it sounds weird to say a crisis is ideal. And it's not that the crisis doesn't happen. It's how you choose to respond Mm -hmm. to it. So I think reimagining conflict is going back to that that cycle. What were my thoughts in that moment? Mm -hmm. How did I feel in that moment? And as a result, what behaviors did I demonstrate? Mm -hmm. Conflict is not necessarily a bad thing. That's more so what I was thinking about reimagining. I think when people hear conflict, we automatically think negative. No. And I like to encourage people, like, reimagine is something positive, right? It's a deepening of relationship. Yeah. (laughs) Conflict, sometimes we need those healthy conflicts. So I know what you're thinking. I know how you're feeling. I know how my actions, my words impacted you. Mm -hmm. Without that conflict, I wouldn't know. And I would continue to behave in a particular way or do a certain thing without understanding the impact that it has Mm -hmm. on you. So I think it's, it's almost embracing what is here? What's the lesson? What am I learning? What am I hearing? How can I grow? How can I reconnect? Yes. How can we rebuild? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's very yeah. good. That's, that's a, that's a note taking one, everybody, because we all experience every relationship. Mm-hmm. Every, every, yeah. Has conflict. And if there isn't conflict, there is a problem, there's a problem. because <laughs> there's something that's not being said. Yeah. There's yeah. something that's not being expressed because yeah. we can't please everyone yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. 
So I'm gonna take you into rapid thrivers. I could talk to you for you, you anyway. Me too. I could talk to you forever, and I know we didn't even cover ground. As you can tell, she is so. So anyway, we're gonna tell you where to where to get more of Nicole. Um, when you think of somebody who inspires you, who comes to first? Who comes first to mind? Who comes first to mind, and why? My grandmother. Mm. My grandmother was such a humble woman who lived a purposeful and a fulfilling life. Didn't have a lot, didn't have running water. Um, didn't get to, to experience a lot, right? But she lived a life and she was so fulfilled with what she had. Mm. Yeah. My grandmother introduced me to God. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> did that introduction. Yeah, my grandmother. Mm, your grandmother's wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive? My journaling. Mm. You journal journaling. in the morning or in the evening? Every oh, morning. All, every morning. Yeah. I love that. What is a book that has helped you with your thrive? The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Everybody should get that book. And I have, so I have a question for you. I, I know we have, we have, I don't know the number, but 80,000 thoughts or something in our day and 75% of them are negative. I might have that stat wrong, but people will always ask, is it possible to be positive all the time? It's possible to be aware all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. Actually. It, it takes work. Yeah. That's more, yeah, thank you. <laughs> because I'm like, it's not easy. It's not, it's not but easy. But it's not impossible. It's not impossible. And I have moments when I slip, and, but because of the awareness, that inner voice will say, hold up, sis, mm, no, right? You yeah. know, that's the best answer I've actually ever heard. Yeah. Possible to be aware all the time. Yeah. yeah. That, requires, that requires work too, because that's a it level does. of presence. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay, what is an app that helps you with your Thrive? That's a good one. Hmm. I don't know. That's a, that's a very good one. You want to um, know what mine is? And every single morning, it's like it. the Bible app. Oh, okay. Now I'm looking at my phone. Okay. <laughs> because well, the Bible app introduced gamification. Oh. And I love it because it may, I'm very competitive. So it makes yeah. me want to, every single morning, it is what I, it's the first that I, it's the only thing I actually do with my phone in the morning until eight o'clock mm-hmm. when I get up at four. And um, yeah, it's to look. And I love seeing the counter going up because it's just showing how much time I spend with God, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to say it's a recent app. I love Clubhouse. Oh, okay. You're on Clubhouse. Love Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you, you have yeah. your own club? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk about. We're gonna put the drop the link. You have to tell yeah. us how often you're on it. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. There's a there's a guy um has a he has a five minute thing called pause, breathe, reflect, mm. and he does it five times a day. I'm telling you, mm. that has changed my life. Oh, I'm gonna just five minutes. We're gonna have a little bit of B roll after, so I can yeah. I can follow pause. that person. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what is a one misconception that people have of you as they see you in your thrive? You know what I think? I think some people think I'm not as fun as I am. I think people tend to think I'm serious. I don't think people understand that I can get down. Um, when I go to Jamaica, I'm barefooted. I remember my boss said to me, 
Um, how are you going to manage in your heels? I'm like, I'm going to wear my running shoes. Like people tend to think that I'm always I'm mostly serious, but I can get down. I can wind up my body and dance and the music nice. Like I can get down, but I don't know. I think that's a misconception. Well, you look fun. I mean, I, I know yeah. that I, my life has become more fun <laughs> since meeting you. So because it's become bigger and grander and amazing. Oh. And that's not boring. People don't do that to people. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. so please tell us, okay, so how do we find you on clubhouse? So clubhouse, the room is, uh, settle for more okay. women who settle for more okay. Instagram. It's women who settle for more. Mm-hmm. Um, my website is NicoleRideEmpowers.com. Okay. And I'll be sharing all the links. And where yeah. do we find you the most? Instagram. Instagram? Okay. Yeah. And so as a final question, mm. this podcast is called Empowered in My Skin. Yeah. How would you define that? I think it's being comfortable with who you are. I think it's the ability to work with what you have. Mm. Yeah. I haven't had that one. Mm. Yeah. I, I, that's what comes to mind. And I think it's, 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 it's it's the willingness to expand from where you are. You know what that's big for me? Because there's so many women Mm -hmm. and men too, you know, who feel they're not enough. Oh God, but when you said that to work with what you have, work with what you have, because what you have you is always enough. have enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nicole. Aww. Oh man, sister girl. I know. It's, it's been so much fun. Like I didn't even, like I didn't know what to expect. And I'm like, no, I just want to go in organically. I want to just have a conversation. I think this is where um, being justifiably confident comes yes. in. I'm like, I know my stuff. I just want to go, go talk to this girl. Okay. So I, this is what I have to say. Please. I'm just going to ask you something. So I typically know what episodes do really, really well. And I know this one is going to do exceptionally well. But from it, I think what I've gone from it is like so many tracks for certain specific topics to go in deeper. We didn't hit the imposter syndrome. We didn't. eh? didn't, Yeah. And then we talked about self-leadership. So I want to ask you, can I bring you, can I just label this part one and we book you for part two? Yeah. 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 You are amazing and you are truly gifted and God, thank Thank you. you. Thank you for that day. You took the time to create this amazing, beautiful human. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So to everyone that's listening, join me in prayer and praise and worship for this amazing human. (laughs) And Sally, this is where I have to say we're out. But yeah, for part yeah. one, because we're coming back for part two we're eventually. Back to part two. <laughs> I love Lots it. Of love. <laughs> Thank There's you. Validation, confirmation, permission, or definition Amen. required. Because in this moment, Amen. you simply are. I love it. I love Bye. it. Thank you so much. Thank Bye, you. everybody. <laughs> so there you have it. I hope you are thriving and feeling empowered and thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered. As Tom Bilyeu says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. 
It's been awesome sharing energy with you. It's your girl, and I'm 